All right, so one of the, you know, as you know, I'm writing this, my new book, and the book is about uh, sex robots and how to best respond to the whole issue. It's a huge issue. And it, it, we're way in advance of the cause actually happening, but it's going to happen. And that is that sex robots will be so prevalent in our culture, in our civilization, that uh, wives and girlfriends and women, generally speaking, will be saying, I lost my man to a sex robot. You're going to be hearing that over and over again. I would say that would be, you're going to start hearing that seven years from now, and it'll be very prevalent 10 to 12 years from now. It's inevitable. Why? Because uh, the, the, the sex robots, first of all, they're, they're already here, so to speak. Uh, they, some people call them sex dolls. But in Japan, it's happening already. So it's not a big prediction as far as I'm concerned. But the, the robots in particular will become, like any other technology, um, more efficient, uh, have more doodads, more realistic in the case of uh, sex robots, and cheaper over time. And I give the example in my book of the cell phone, right? If you were to uh, have a cell phone in the 1980s, it was extremely expensive, but extremely clunky, big, like a brick. It looked like a brick. And you would get very little uh, reception. Good luck actually making a phone call. But it was cool to have. And everyone would look at you and say, wow, he's making a, a phone call from his car. Woo, isn't that cool? Um, and then, of course, now your gardener has a phone that is far more sophisticated than that guy's phone. And, of course, he's, he's paying maybe you know, $100 for it, to say nothing about the very limited amount of fees for the, the cell phone usage itself. So this is, this is just an example of how things have changed, right? Likewise with um, um, just about every other major technology, whether it's uh, air conditioning or um, cell phones like I just mentioned or computers, any technology that you have today is Certainly, I would say with 100% certainty, better in terms of its quality, faster, and cheaper. Okay? That's, that's a truism, right? There's, there's, there's no getting around that. And why wouldn't that be the case with sex robots? And what's going to happen at some point is sex robots right now are considered a creepy thing. And they are. But in my opinion, they will always be a creepy thing. But nevertheless, uh, they're creepy right now. And if you were to learn that a friend of yours um, or a colleague, whatever, uh, has a sex robot and that's his thing and, you know, he, he gets by that way, you would kind of look down on him, right? You would say, what a weird guy. What a weird duck. But nevertheless, there you have it. But then one day in the future, a celebrity, uh, you name it, whatever, he'll be very comfortable saying, yeah, I got a sex robot. Cool. You know, what's, what of it? I'm having a great time. I got to tell you, no worries. I get all my rocks off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He use, he'll, he'll use much more graphic language, of course, but he'll say, hey, I don't have to worry about disease. I don't have to worry about pregnancy. We're all good. And then it'll take off. That's how it'll work, right? And then, of course, people will, will, will they'll buy it on a lark at first because it'll go down to a certain price point, let's say to, to $200 instead of uh, $6,000, right? Suddenly... It's in their bailiwick to buy. It'll be fun. Uh, 
they'll get it, let's say, as a kinky thing, maybe between himself and his wife or his girlfriend. And then when the girlfriend's away, well, he'll start using the robot a little bit to satisfy himself. And then it'll become a thing. It's so obvious to me. It's so clear. But then, then you wonder, okay, so why is, what is propelling this, Ari, to the, the status that it will ultimately have? I'll tell you what it is. It's the fact that we no longer uh, uh, prioritize relationships. We, we treat, uh, we, we have the Me Too movement. We talked about how you, you don't have to wake up in, in the next morning and wonder whether or not this woman is going to accuse you of rape or harassment or otherwise, right? The whole process will be an automated process. Um, and so it's very easy to move, just like uh, an employer might move when the regulations about employees gets too much for him. He just moves to automate their job to the extent that he can. Parking lot attendants, um, the cashier girl at uh, fast food restaurants and so forth, right? They are being automated out. And that's what's happening. That's what's going to happen with sex. Because at some point, as I say in my book, sex is scary and sex is hard work. Those two things, you'll explain it pretty thoroughly in my book. Anyway, um, it, it's a fascinating area. Now, here's another thing, and this is what has bothered me is too strong a phrase, truly concerns me, is this whole transgender movement. Why do I say that? The transgender movement, as you know, is one where the woman wants to be, uh, one woman might identify as a man and a man might identify as a woman. My guess, by the way, is that there are a lot more men who want to identify as women than vice versa, but I could be wrong. Let's assume it's 50-50. What, what's going on here? Is this not a blurring of the lines between male and female, right? If you've got a transgender who's you actually see him and you know that this person is transgender. Well, you see him, he, he's dressing up like a woman. He may even be taking, um, what do you call it, hormones. But you're still looking at him. You can still see the, the male in him, no matter how effeminate he may appear to be. And there's this blurring of lines. And you know what? It bothers you, doesn't it? It bothers you. And you wonder, why is this bothering me? Why should I be so bothered? by seeing somebody that appears to be, have the combination of both man and woman. And the reason why it bothers you is that in, in, in state, nah, instinctively, we prize the distinction between men and women. We should, and we do. When we look at somebody, we, the, the first thing we see is, is this, man, uh, this person a man or a woman? That's, whether we realize it or not, that's the first thing we do. And here comes this person that purports to be a combination of the two, or at least thinks in his own head that he's a woman, but in fact, he's, of course, biologically a man. It bothers us. And I, I wonder why. And I think the reason why is that it goes against our instinctive sense that there is a separation of man and woman. We don't like it. All right? Now, it's interesting. We have a sense of fashion, we have a sense of cooking, right? If you were to, I don't know, put mustard on a donut, okay? Your response, Ari, would be? Ick. Yeah, ick, right? It, it just doesn't go together. It doesn't make sense. But, but 
we have this sense of, of belonging, right? Things that together. Now, likewise, if you were to, uh, and, and I, I know very little bit about fashion, by the way, but I know a couple of things. If you, if you know, um, if you wear stripes, uh, you know, horizontally on the top and stripes vertically on the bottom, your bottom part, that would be fashionably awkward, right? People would kind of snicker a little bit. I don't know. That sounds like a pretty good idea to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sounds but, like a good outfit for the transgenders to be forced to wear so we know where they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Do, do not go there. The point I just is, did. No, but, but, but no, they reveal themselves anyway. It's not. It's, right. You don't have to, 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 to help with the identification. Jeez. They're happy to, to identify themselves. Anyway. Um, it's like the vegan joke. They'll tell you. Right? Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that, uh, just to repeat the joke, just in case uh, you don't know it, uh, the old joke that, that I like to, even though I'm vegan myself, uh, I, I don't mind making fun of myself. Um, how do you? How can you tell the vegan in the room? Don't worry, he'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Anyway, so the point is, we have this sense of clash, right? Things that don't go together, um, things that make you raise your eyebrow a little bit, and. We, the, the mind doesn't like it, right? So that's true in the visual. Uh, when it comes to fashion, it's true in, in cooking. It's true even in movies and entertainment, right? If you're watching a comedy, let's say, and suddenly it becomes a slasher movie in the middle of it and there's no more comedy, that bothers you, right? You, you say to yourself, am I going to a comedy or am I going to a horror movie, all right? Now, you can have, you know, kitschy, fun, or campy films like uh, Scream and Scream 1, 2, and 3, but it, it, it builds itself as such, right? But it's making fun of, of horror movies more than anything else. But we don't like that clash. There's something about it that evokes a sense of danger. Part yeah, it's, of funny. Like, it's funny. The word genre is, seems homonymically related to the word gender, yeah. And it has the same effect. You know, it's, uh, I remember a movie called Weird Science. Do you remember that movie? Of course. And, you know, it's this goofball comedy. Then all of a sudden, the robot woman, who is a sex robot in right. many ways, uh, tells the, one of the main characters, murder your parents, here's a gun. Right. If you remember the scene. Yeah, yeah, And suddenly, this isn't funny anymore. Right? right? You yeah, know? you're absolutely right. And it has the same effect when you see... and. You know, when you're talking about this blurring of the genders, I can't help but think about David Bowie in the 1970s with the Ziggy Stardust character. But there's a little distinction here. It's a character. It was making a point about this alien person who could derive pleasure in both ways. And it, it's a character. It's right. not Everyone right. knew David Bowie is not that thing. It's, you know, right. uh, an archetype. And it was, he was the only one. That right. was the difference. Well, he, he stood he, out. He went for the androgynous look. Uh, yeah. it, was, it, was a, it was a shtick, as it were. Yeah. Um, but, but look, even more to the point, um, speaking since we're in the realm of sex, uh, we know... That, you know, sex uh, with other people, great, you know, uh, but, oh, wait a minute, not younger than 18, right? And even, even if they're 20 and you're 60 as a man, you know, versus the woman or vice versa, you go ick, right? Right. I mean, like mustard, mustardy donut. Yeah, right? exactly. Mustard and donut. It doesn't work. It's, it's, it's kind of yucky, right? So, yeah, she could be 35 and he's 85. You say, right? There's something about it. It doesn't belong. Yeah. Um, and then, likewise, with sex, generally speaking, um, you know, parent and uh, child, parent, uh, sorry, sister and brother, 
right? Uncle and, and daughter, whatever. It's, it's, it's yucky. You know, the, the uncle might be, you know, only seven years older than the, the niece, but, and they otherwise, had they not been related, you would say, okay, no problem. That's, that's you know, it's a very decent age difference, no big deal. But because they're uncle and niece, that's yucky, right? And it should be. We, we grimace at the notion because it doesn't belong. It doesn't fit. It's not right. Okay, now these are, and you can say, oh, well, that's just a, a social construct. No, there's something about it that, yes, may, maybe it's a social construct, but it's, it's so now in the mother's milk of the way we think of the world that we do grimace at it in the same way that, that you grimaced about mustard and donuts, right? So all of a sudden, we have a world of the transgenders where they walk in, like this, uh, this video now that's been played uh, you know, amazingly so much. We can talk about that in a second. If a man comes into a, uh, a, convenient, uh, a, sorry, video a, game store. a video game store, and the clerk who's perfectly nice and affable and everything else, he, he erroneously refers to this transgendered woman, in other words, a man who wants to be treated like a woman, he refers to that person as a sir. Uh, oh, breaking news. That clerk has been arrested and has pled guilty, is now going to spend 30 years in a maximum security <laughs> yeah, detention right. yeah, exactly facility. Right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> yes, breaking news. Un unrelated story. Um, so, but anyway, the point is he, he tries and says, Oh, I'm so sorry, so sorry ma'am. He keeps on emphasis. Uh, and he goes, I'm not. And they, this, this guy, this transgendered guy, is screaming. He is beyond himself. And he kicks things around. I mean, he doesn't even look, he doesn't, he doesn't even try to act like a, a woman in this case. It, it, all the guy comes out. And he's, he's pretty big, this guy, right? And he <laughs> kicks the game console uh, boxes and such. And he's furious. It doesn't matter that the guy is apologizing. Not that he had to apologize, by the way. But he, but he did apologize. And he couldn't have been more, you know, uh, supplicating to this guy. And the guy is nuts. Just nuts. <laughs> All right. So why did I bring this up? It's, it's, you know, this guy walks into a store and in this case, it was the game, a GameStop store, but it doesn't matter. He, somebody comes into your restaurant, into your store, or just walks down the street and you see this, this person who wants you to view him as the opposite sex of what he really is. And you just, the only thing that goes through your mind is, uh, if you're politically correct, you'll say, oh, that's too bad for him. Okay. If you are not politically correct, you say, what, what the what the frig, right? <laughs> and if you're mean, I guess you can say that guy's, you know, you know, we should beat him up or something. I don't know why you would beat him up. Okay, but it's, it, nobody should be beating up that, such a person. But you should have pity on this person. At the, at the very least, these people have a, a truly lost direction in their lives. It's, they, 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 they are born with certain genital equipment, and they don't want to be the gender that's assigned to that, that's normally associated with that. Okay, they can, they can want that all they want, right? But as I said in a, in a recent email to some friends, uh, you know, I, there are a lot of things I want in my life. I wish I were born, I don't know, 20 years later than I, than I was, right? I'd be, what, uh, in my 30s now instead of my 50s. Uh, I, I wish that I, had, I was born to parents like the Gates, you know, Bill, Bill Gates, and obscenely wealthy all the time. You want right? to look like that? Well, that's a good point. All right. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that people wish. I wish I were two inches taller. Okay? I wish uh, whatever. I, I, everyone has their wishes or what they'd rather be, what, they, what they'd rather have in their lives. 
but they're born with certain biology or certain circumstances. There are many people, and I, I know this is going to sound like a shock right now, but there are many people that, that wish that they were born in America. Yeah, it's true. They really do. Uh, I can prove it because uh, so many of them want to come to this country. There are many people uh, that have uh, very poor eyesight, sometimes even blind. They wish they were not blind. They would like to be a seeing person, okay? But it doesn't matter. You have to work with what you have at the end of the day. You don't have to, you, you, may, you may identify as a woman when, you're, when you're, uh, the thing between your legs says otherwise, but tough luck. You deal with it as, as it comes. I once dated a girl. She was very feminine, by the way. Don't get me wrong. But she, you know, we were talking about some guy. It was a transgender guy, and, and he wanted to be a woman. And I remember my girlfriend from, this is from a long time ago. She said, why would anyone want to be a woman? And it shocked me a little bit. I asked her. I'll go call her Jane. Uh, it's not a real name. Jane, you know, how can you say that? Don't you enjoy being a woman? Aren't you thankful that you're being a woman? And she said, look, I, I am a woman, and I'll always identify as a woman and everything else, no issue there. But I, I think I'd rather be a guy. There just seems like so many opportunities as a guy <clears throat> that you can't have as a woman, and you, there's a lot of danger associated with being a woman. She was right in that department. But nevertheless, she was as feminine as, as they came. And she, you know, it's an issue she thought about. Now, mind you, she was as feminine as they come. You know, she was, she was great. And she's, but she wasn't talking about it from the context of switching to the other exactly, team. Exactly. She right. was only talking about it from the grass is a certain <clears throat> shade of green where I stand. And I see a different shade of green over there. Right, exactly. That might be nice to experience. That's that right. was all. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with wondering what it's like to be the opposite sex. Right, right? and she was also not looking at it, and I'm imputing this from your story, but I think it's pretty accurate. She wasn't looking at this as if the pathway to that other shade of green grass was through hormone treatments or surgery right. or alternative fashion choices. That's right. Exactly. You've got it exactly right. So, look, I mean, she dealt with it. Uh, in her own way, and you know, she had a, she had and has a very happy life. She's happily married, has a couple of kids, and uh, she enjoys being a mom and everything else. You just make do with what you have, right? I mean, there's there's so many things we all ha could have in our lives. Um, you know, we we talked offline about uh, you could be left-handed. Well, you live in a right-handed world. Okay, it sucks. Okay, but you deal with it. Right. You we're, know, Jew not... we're Jewish. There's certain burdens and responsibilities as a Jew. That would be nice. It would be nice to have some bacon now and then, right? Right, exactly okay, right. Yeah. Fine. But it doesn't mean I'm going to transition, right? Right. right. It, would nice, it would be nice if everyone observed my calendar, uh, the Jewish calendar, which is the year 5778, or think, right, at this point, or 79. And uh, we're, we're in the 58th century, uh, whereas here in uh, the Gregorian calendar, we're the 21st century. Right, I would like that. I would like it that all the Jewish holidays are observed throughout America. In fact, um, that, that everything is Jewish. That would be nice. Okay, I, I could get to say that I, as somebody who represents 1.4% of this population, uh, in America at least, that uh, I feel offended. I feel left out by uh, the rest of the country not even knowing what Rosh Hashanah is or what Yom Kippur is or what uh, the meaning of uh, Purim might be. They don't know. Don't worry. We told them. 
<laughs> no, but it's different in Los Angeles, of course. Yeah. But I'm talking about Nebraska and otherwise. But you, you don't see people in Nebraska trying to, you know, advance legislation to force all public buildings to be closed on Yom Kippur or to have uh, menorahs or to take down, uh, you know, Christian crosses or from all buildings. Forget about public buildings. I'm talking about private buildings. You can argue, well, that's offensive to me. Every time I walk into this, uh, this particular building, there's, there's a, it's a private building, and this guy has a, a, a painting of Jesus there. I don't want to see it. Yeah, idol say. worship. It's wow. a, you know, whatever it is. I mean, you could argue because it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. What nonsense that would be. Yes. Right? And, you know, on the contrary, by the way, I'm very thankful to see that this person is a Christian and religiously so. And I, I, I embrace that. And I, it, as I go in, I always say thumbs up because I think we need that. Yeah. But that's another story. But, but we could all be, choose to be offended by so many different things. If you're left-handed, if you're a hemophiliac, if you're colorblind, right? If you're Jewish, like I said, or if you're any religion other than Christian, Christian uh, this is too easy. And yeah, yet, as, as, when, it comes to, when it comes to being transgendered, that's the issue du jour. That is it. And I'm going to get to a reason why yeah. in a second. That is the exclusive uh, minority, which is so far a minority. It's so, so much more so a minority than we Jews are. You know, on a very generous scale, we're 2%. On a more realistic scale, we're 1.4%. Uh, if you're gay in America, it's 3%. Anywhere well, between okay. 3 and 6. Hold on. Yeah. 3, 3 and 6%. 6%. When, it, uh, uh, you know, when it comes to transgenders, it's 1 out of 35,000 on a realistic scale. Uh, according to the New York Times, it's 03 to 0.6% of a percent, which is still minuscule. And yet, they get all the attention. Why? Yeah, well, all the attention with benefits, conditions, you know, uh, uh, all sorts of that, you know, uh, bending of society to their will. And, but it makes, a, I think, an important question arises, which is, at what distinctive line do you say this goes from being a minority, which is something normal, right. okay, just less than majority numbers of something, to being just weird? Right. Right? And this is just weird. Okay. It's not, and by weird, I'm I'm not I'm not making the judgment that it's bad. I'm just saying it's weird. It's it's off the scale. Well, I'll make of, I'll of make being a, point. a normal number re- requiring someone to um, be considerate of your uh, uh, disabling qualities. Well, let me let me make it even more clear. Let's suppose for the, I'm gonna make, okay, two two examples. Let's suppose there's only one transgendered person. In America, okay? Maybe there's one other person somewhere else. In America, there's one transgender person. We would look at that person as a freak. We would say, this is an odd duck. Yeah, there's the right? elephant man. For right. You, you would not say, okay, we need to alter our entire landscape because of this one man who wants to be a woman. Um, but, of course, there are more than that. Not much more, mind you, but there are more than that. So that's weird. Okay, so you understand that. The fact that there are 0.3% to 0.6% of a percent of such people. According to the New York Times. According to the New York Times, yes. which we think is a very wildly exaggerated. <laughs> yes. But let's, say, let's take their numbers. So the average of that is, what, 0.5%. Uh, less than that, 0.45%. Um, then that still would be an enormous, a wildly minuscule number for which we should not have to bend over backwards and change our entire culture, let alone our language. They want us to change the most basic 
fundamental aspects of our language for the sake of these 0.45% on average uh, of, a, of a percent people. That, that, it's fascinating to me. It's one thing to say, look, um, don't beat up these people. There should be laws that, that say don't beat them up, uh, don't, don't discriminate against them. Yeah, there already are. Don't beat right. up anyone. Yeah, discriminate against anyone, good including point. that one dude over there. Good point. A good point. <laughs> right? But, but then they're taking it too far. Yes. Right? So uh, now let's say I, I invented a, I'm going to invent a certain kind of person. And he, and I mean he, he loves having a penis in his front, but he also wants a penis in his back. Okay? So he can have sex with two men. I know it's graphic and gross. Or okay? two women. Or two women, right. Oh, good point. Yeah, he's not gay necessarily. Yeah. Right? yeah. Why it's are just you, weird. Why are you putting these? <laughs> oh, never mind. Two, two women. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so he wants to, he wants to double up this way. Yeah, okay, just so, so you know, I want four. One in each direction oh, yeah, yeah. of the compass. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving Ari ideas now can, all of a sudden. I'm picturing this hula motion gyration. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, sorry. What have I, I done? I'll, ta- I'll, I'll, I'll supplement this door episode here. with some video assistance for everyone to All right. picture this. All right. So so let's say this guy imagines it. And he, and, he, and he goes into a doctor and he says, Doc, I want you to, you know, give me one of them there are penises in, you know, that fits you know, snugly above the, you know, in the small of my back. And I want uh, I want some action there. And, and like to you, like you said, I also want on the sides, on the hip yeah. sides. I want to, you know, east, northeast, south and west uh, penis action. Okay. Yeah. Hey, hang on. I was going to say up and down, too. Ari, Ari wants to jump in with, with as much... Uh, yeah, six, not four. That's right. Anyway, let's not derail here. The point is that, that the doctor would say to him, okay, you're nuts. Right. Right? I, I ain't going to do that. Right? How about no? But, 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 Doc, this is my identity. That's right. I feel like I am not a complete person until I have that, that thar penis on you know, the small of my back. And I want some action here. And uh, you're discriminating against me. The doc would, would say, get the hell out of here. Okay? You nut. And, and he'd be right. So, but somehow, somehow, a man goes into a doctor's office and he says he feels like a woman. And he says, slice off my penis, please. And give me hormones. Uh, you know, put some, some breasts on me somehow. And uh, make it so that I, I won't grow facial hair and otherwise, if you can. And uh, the doc says, okay, uh, that, that's fine. I think insurance will cover this. And, and they, they talk to him normally. And that is somehow acceptable. Okay, so I ask the question, why is it so that this very small minority, much smaller than the percentage of left-handed people, for example, much smaller. I think we said 8%. Why is it? That they get all the attention. And left-handed people, I think, suffer much, much worse in terms of the, having to navigate through a right-handed world than a man who has a penis has to navigate through a, a man's world. Okay? Much more so. So why is it? The answer? To coin a phrase that was used in Bill Clinton's presidential campaign. It's the sexuality, stupid. That's why. Somehow, when it involves sexuality or gender identification, which is, of course, sexuality anyway, then all bets are off. Everything, everyone goes topsy-turvy. That's the reason why. And we saw that in the gay marriage debate. 
we saw it in you know before the gay marriage deb debate the the whole notion about being accepted as for your for what for your sexuality and i and we talked before about how if you look at the way people identify themselves in the past uh they would say like 100 years ago the year 1919 okay we are now 19, uh, 2019 so now we're in the year 1919 what would be the your primary form of identification probably i'm an american Maybe you'd say you're a Christian also, okay, or Jewish. But first and foremost, your nationality. And then other things would flow from that. I'm a father or whatever. I, yeah, I'm rich, know. poor, yeah. happy, sad, educated, dumb, But your first go-to identification was your nationality. Then starting in the late 60s and until I would say the year 2000, 2005, no, nah, 2000 pretty much, what was your primary identification? Uh, you were... Um, Black, Hispanic, Native American, maybe Jewish. Race. Race, usually race, some sort of, you know, geographical or cultural or racial designation. That's who you were all of a sudden. You're being American or French or whatever, that take may, maybe was already fourth, the fourth iteration of what you would use to identify yourself. Your first and foremost go-to identification was the pigment of your skin or your culture. That was it. Now, starting around the year 2000, a little bit later than 2000, it morphed. It all became sexual. Your identity, your first go-to sexuality, uh, identity, I mean, uh, that, that at least that the New York Times and other progressives would, would like to, to, to have you believe. Yeah, that led the string of, of attributes was straight, gay. Cisgender, all that so, stuff, yeah. right? Um, that suddenly became the sexuality. That was number one. And we live now in a world, at least according to the progressives, where your sexuality is first and foremost. So why wouldn't it be that when a transgender says, I'm feeling very uncomfortable, they would say, well, that goes to the core of your identity, the very core. And that's why the sexuality matters so much, Ari. It does not matter that you're left-handed. It doesn't matter that you're a hemophiliac, that you're colorblind, or so many other minority status issues that you could be. What matters is your sexuality. It's the sexuality stupid. And they're going to win on this score if we don't hold up a mirror to this, this madness and say the king, has, the emperor has no clothes, literally, at this point. Okay? We're talking about penis this and vagina that and, and hormones here and hormones there. It's madness what's going on. And somebody's got to stand up and say, you are altering the very foundation of civilization by giving such bold precedence to this very minority group that needs psychological help. Okay, they, they, are, they are suffering on the inside. And for you to think that the answer to, to their problems is to allow them, to, to indulge them into their uh, warped perceptions of themselves by letting them go into the opposite sex's bathroom, to the opposite sex's uh, locker rooms, and then to participate among the opposite sex uh, it, when it comes to wrestling and anything that's aggressive, or for that matter, even just cross-country or yeah. tennis. But also, if you think about this, what's also so core is those of us who aren't part of their situation there's an interesting word for bathroom that I've heard, I know you know, privy or privy, right? Yes. 
it's really the first private space. Right. When they figured out how to make a bathroom and wall it off, uh, that's the first time anyone had any privacy to do their business that's most intimate in a private place. So think about how when you alter the bathroom construct, you're scaring all of us. As you've, many of you have heard me on this podcast talk about, um, and those of you who know me in life, talk, I say this all the time, the anticipation of getting punched is worse than getting punched. After you've been punched, eh, wasn't as bad as I thought. Bad, don't want to do it again. Right. But wasn't as and you got it over me, with. Yeah. Right. And trust me, there are punches that will kill you. So it's not a good thing at all. But the anticipation of hurt is usually worse than the hurt itself. So think about how we anticipate having intimate privacy for ourselves in our bathrooms. And then imagine us confronted with what you talked about earlier as one of the most uh granularly disturbing things you can be encountered with, which is a sexual ambiguity in your presence. Ambiguity in your Mm -hmm. presence. Um, So you're not just being confronted with sexual ambiguity on the street where you're not in a vulnerable position. It's the anticipation of being confronted with it when you're spread and vulnerable sitting on that toilet you know, praying someone doesn't see you through the crack of the door right. doing whatever you're doing in there. Right. It's a little bit like a woman who, you know, God forbid uh, she gets raped, but she's she's going in a, in a dangerous area of town and her fear is heightened. She does not feel safe, even though she may very well walk to her car safely, lock the door and, and drive away. No problem. But that moment of her driving to the car uh, is very uncomfortable and it kind of gives her the heebie-bejeebies, right? Yeah. So the same sort of thing is what you're talking about. Yeah, um, and, and that's why they're doing this. It's, it's designed to disturb us all to our absolute core. Now, switching back to the other subject for a second, you know, you start with sex robots and you gave an example about appropriate behavior between, se- or in, the inappropriateness of a relationship, even if it's legal, between, say, a sexually functioning 87 year old man and a 35 year old woman. Right. Well, in a sense, in circumstances like that, the sex robot idea makes perfect sense in some cases, the same way wheelchairs for paraplegics, right? Right. Um, right, right. If you're sexually functional, but you're old and going through all the, I'm being graphic here and I'm not being polite, but all the hideous things that happens to when our bodies get old. Okay. But you still want intimate relationships and you want to feel the, the ecstasy of orgasm. Okay, a sex robot might be a reasonable alternative. Right. It's it has certain shames for it, but at that age, so what? Right. You know, I a friend of mine who's a comedian once who had a weight problem. He weighed close to four hundred pounds. Spoke graphically in his comedy about how hard it was for him to have intimate relationships with people, okay. and reasonably so. And he had the line that I thought was brilliant, which is, he said, "I'd never want to be a prostitute's bad day at work," <laughs> right? <laughs> and from that perspective, it's understandable, of course. But it doesn't mean that we want to unleash this technology, which is a shortcut to orgasmic bliss upon the general population who don't need such uh, right. mobility aids. Same thing is true on this. You, yeah. When you unleash this this thing upon all of us, well, you're not, again, you're not catering to those few. You're, you're harming the many. And uh, one other thing that I think I want you to address is you talked about how we're altering our language. Uh, I think we're altering something much more uh, deep than that. It's not language. It's grammar. 
Right. Of right. course, grammar it's, it's, is distinct from yeah, language. There and they, instead of he and and, and his and her. Yeah. Uh, okay. So yes, you're absolutely right. No, it's 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 getting you to trip over yourselves uh, in order to accommodate the new orthodoxy, right? And which is, by the way, a a, a an oxymoronic phrase, right? The new orthodoxy. <laughs> if it's orthodox, then it means that it's from the old times. But now or the, you, you have to have an orthodoxy about the way you speak to a transgender, and they're very orthodox about it. If you don't say it the right way, if you don't introduce yourself as, hi, I'm Ari, he, his, then you've insulted the transgendered world, right? And if you don't know that you're cisgender as opposed to straight, and if we use the word straight, God forbid, to suggest that anybody who's not just like you, well, then they're somehow crooked, right? Yeah. Hi, I'm Ari. I'm sorry I have a penis. Then something like continue. that. Yeah. Yes. Can, can I please continue? Exactly right. But don't worry. I'm taking steps to eradicate that to problem. To curtail right? its urges. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Uh, <laughs> anyway. And install four others so I can be equal. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Get out of my office. Uh, all right. So, yeah. So that's all very, very much the problem. This is what we're talking about, that um, they don't, they will push this language and uh, infrastructure change upon us. And they claim that they won't be happy until everyone is, well, wait for it, acknowledges that they're one of them. You see, you're part of a spectrum, Ari. You didn't know that, did you? Oh, okay. I knew. I knew. Okay. So they, the, the, the gay world talked about a spectrum. Right. Once upon a time. And I'm and, on it. I'm a <clears throat> rainbow. I'm okay. <laughs> no, you're not. So anyway, so this, and suddenly there's a spectrum. You, in, from a, in terms of your actual sexual preferences, forget about identity for a second, your sexual preferences, you know, with whom would you like to have sex? You know, if you're a man and you like to, uh, you, you can only imagine being with a woman, uh, then you're a straight heterosexual. Michelle but, Pfeiffer, 1985. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but then, you know, once in a while, you might have some fantasies of making out with a man, let's say. Well, Angelina then, Jolie, 1992. Okay, stop. <laughs> stop, stop. So, so then you're a little bit, you know, to either to the right or left of that, that, uh, that spectrum, right? Depending on wh what you assign as, as left, uh, as man or female. And, and so on down the line. And are you, if you're in the middle, if you're straight in the middle, then you're officially a bisexual and so on. And it's, it's and you, no one was allowed to basically say that there are, purely heterosexual, right? Whether you're a woman or a man, you are, yeah, you're lying to yourselves. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a big fraud, right? So, Everyone so, is gay. So, so, but by doing that, though, yeah. they, they got you to think that you're on the spectrum. And therefore, who are you to judge anybody? Not that you should be judging anyway, I suppose, but th th this notion is, was to mainstream everything about sexuality in terms of sexual preference, including uh, not just with whom you want to have sex, but what kind of sex, sexual activity you want to have, including anal sex, including you know multiple partner sex, and so on. So these are things that suddenly became uh, that suddenly were on the table, right? And they got you to think of yourself as being on this spectrum with a capital S. Weird, right? Whereas you know in the olden days we would say, okay, look, I'm a straight guy, you're you're a straight woman, uh, and there are these other people who call themselves gay. Okay, and some guys go in between, and women go in between. Men and women, fine. They're, we call them bi. Yeah. That was it. Okay, and what does it matter whether or not how much this guy engages in bisexual activity, or how much? I don't give a crap. Okay, what, what do I care if a guy who otherwise identifies himself as a pure heterosexual, um, you know, makes out with a guy, or even has sex with another guy once or twice in his life? Okay, whatever. It, it, it doesn't. It, it, what, what is it my business? First of all. 
and just leave me alone. Okay, don't, don't define my world the way you do it. I define my world very differently. I define my world as to whether or not this person believes in God and his varying degrees, the spectrum, as it were, of how intense he is, uh, how, what his relationship is with God. How about that for a spectrum? Yeah, isn't okay. that interesting, the value spectrum? Because I think you and I are absolutely congruent on this, that we just people by their values. Right. We don't care any of the things you do at all, yeah. as long as you like free markets and limited government and uh, uh, the Ten Commandments. Yeah, God-centered free market yeah. capitalism. Yep, that's right. <laughs> don't murder anyone. You're good. We're good to go <laughs> that's here. Right. That's right. <laughs> just just observe the Ten Commandments. It's not yeah. that hard. And if you're OJ, just do it once, you know? <laughs> just leave it at that. Make okay? sure it's only out of twice, passion. Twice, I mean twice. Yeah, he did. <laughs> so so uh, where was I going with this? But the, the, the point is that you've got... The, these people talking to you as if the only spectrum that matters is their spectrum, <laughs> right. right? So we're all supposed to talk about spectrums, right? And it's it's not the cable dish yeah. network either, by the way. Yeah, well, we're all supposed <clears throat> to not talk about spectrums except for the sex spectrum, right? Exactly, the rainbow, right. right? So now I said put aside the identity spectrum. Now the you know now that the the gay marriage decision has kind of come and gone, right? You know the gays the gays are feeling like hey we're they, they've been mainstreamed, right? All of yeah. a sudden, they're, they're, you know, there's no issue about that. And they're kind of feeling left out. They, they kind of liked uh, the, the old days where they were fighting for a cause, right? So, uh, you know, and it's very funny. In Modern Family, there's an episode recently that came out. It's very, very funny. And the coach, uh, Cam, who, who plays a football coach and, of course, is the gay um, married partner of, of uh, what's his name? The, the other guy, the redhead guy. So he's... <laughs> And he's being really tough on the players, the football players. And he's kind of calling, you know, a take, you know, you throw like a girl and you, you know, you guys are a bunch of late, you know, little girls. Yeah, and stop being a Nancy boy. Right, that's right. Yeah. So one of the kids is saying, coach, you know, we've been talking and we think that you can use much more affirming language. And it's all the safe space stuff. Right. So the principal hearing the coach at one point says in my office now. So he goes into the office, and uh, the guy says, you know, you can you really be much more sensitive. You need to be more, much more sensitive. And he goes, what are you talking about? I'm a gay coach. And, uh, and, and he also says that you're a white-privileged gay coach. And he, he says, excuse me, I'm a teacher earning 50000 a year, and I'm gay. And he goes... Yeah, that would have worked with you with you for five years ago. But now it's now if you're transgendered, that would be a different issue. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> then you could do whatever you want. <laughs> that was hysterical, <laughs> and he and he said it exactly right. If you're transgendered today, you can get away with whatever. So you know what? Wait, wait, wait yeah. hang, hang on. So then, so that because I want to get it's, it's a new spectrum. Yeah. Now, the spectrum is not about with whom you want to have sex with, and you know what combination and so forth. Now it's how, what the spectrum is how you identify yourself uh, gender-wise. So do you see yourself as mostly a man? <laughs> or sometimes you feel very feminine, sometimes you want to be a woman. You know, it has nothing to do whatsoever in terms of where you direct your sexual proclivities to. It's just how you feel on the inside, right? It's fascinating. It's identification. Now goes to the core issue. So... Um, and they've got you to think that you're part of the spectrum the same way that the, the gay spectrum was, right? And that has changed the whole dynamic as well. So they want to normalize that in the same way they did with um, uh, sexual uh, preferences. So, okay. So now this 0.3 to 0.6% of the population is now wanting to change the way we think about everything else. 
Never mind the spectrum we just talked about everything else, right? The value spectrum, the God-fearing spectrum. That, that doesn't matter. That's all nonsense. What matters is how you identify yourself sexually. Look, and, and people are beginning to talk this way. And they're making you think that you're crazy if you don't acknowledge this, that this is a reality, okay? That you're the crazy one. There's, there's a phrase for that. <laughs> it's called gaslighting, right? Yeah. And do you know where the phrase uh, gaslighting comes from? Oh, from the movie. Yeah. The Gaslight exactly right. with Ingrid Bergman. Right. It's yeah. a great movie, by the way. And, and Originally a play, but never, anyway, the, the movie is... movie, yes. Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. And this, uh, I don't think it was Hitchcock. I think it was, it was one of his early movies. I think it might have could been. Could be, could be. And yeah. Ingrid Bergman anyway, was in a couple of It has to do with the guy who's uh, trying to uh, convince his wife... Of, that, of something that didn't happen using the gas lights on the street. Because right. back in the days before electricity, they used gas and flame to... Right, he was able to manipulate a thing to make her think that she's going crazy. Yeah. Um, so that she can... Um, so that she'll never be able to meaningfully testify against him and when he murders if, someone if else. He, well, yeah. uh, he's stealing jewels and such. So that's the main thing. He already murdered her aunt in the same house 10 years earlier. Yeah. So he married her specifically so to, to be able to be in the house to look more and more for the jewels that are, might be hidden in the house. That's the whole thing. And so he gaslights her literally from the movie and, and making her think that she's going crazy, questioning her own sanity. And that's what's happening to us right now. We're all being gaslighted, my friends. We're all being told and this is why I say, if, if you were to tell somebody 20 well, years ago... Well, not us, because yeah, we don't watch true. the mainstream media. We're telling the rest of you, yeah. you're being gaslighted right. here. We're saying the emperor has no clothes. We're, all those things that we're saying. Because you have to admit, my friends, 15 years ago, if somebody were to say to you that you, <clears throat> you cannot refer to anybody as uh, he or she when they want to be called the opposite, uh, and that you, you could be criminalized for doing so, or that you can, you can be punished for not celebrating a tra transgender event, like an anniversary of uh, going, uh, identifying as a woman when you're a man, um, they would say, that's nuts. That's crazy. You should, and of course not. But here we are. Yeah. That, 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 and for that spectrum or otherwise. So we're simply saying, it's crazy. We're still going back to what you, everyone knew from a long time ago. It's nutty. And we're not, gonna, we're not about to be gaslighted. You know why we're not going to be gaslighted? Because we believe in God. Because we have a fierce, strong relationship with God that doesn't bend to this nonsense. Because as G.K. Chesterton said so well, um, when you don't believe in God, you don't believe in nothing. You believe in anything. And now here comes this transgender movement telling you... Yeah, that, that Chaz is a boy. That Chaz is a boy and that you should accept him as a boy and that there's no issue here, and just, you know, walk about your daily lives and just, you know, don't even talk about the elephant in the room. It, no, the guy is a dude, okay? No, Caitlin is Bruce. He's a dude. Chaz is chastity. She's a girl. Right. Okay? Let's, let's She's just, not brave. JR, the guy who got his face burned off on Dancing with Star, he's brave. Right, exactly. Chaz, right. not brave. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a oh, weird world. And Chaz isn't a good dancer either. Suck Ooh. it. <laughs> oh man, I, I've heard a lot of cold things from you before, Ari. But but that one, that you went too far. Someone sir. has to shoot a puppy sometimes. Okay. <laughs> oh jeez, like, oh, God, I can't work under these conditions. All right. Anyway, the point is, you're being gaslighted, and always remember, 
when it's something sexual or gender identification-wise, that will take precedence over anything else that you might consider important. Don't let it happen. Fight it. Because one day you'll, you'll suffer, suddenly find yourself suffering under the new orthodoxy regime. Because that's what's going to happen. People will tell you how to behave, uh, how to think. And if you don't think along their lines, uh, you're going to be in big trouble. Look, 10 years from now, somebody will play this podcast and say, look how backward and, and Neanderthal uh, Ari David and Brock Lurie were in this podcast. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, they'll, they'll do of it. Of course. Of course. And, but you and I now are, are locking in the time period. And, and you know, while people still are out there who agree that this is madness, I mean, I, I, I still don't understand why this is any different than somebody thinking that he's a crocodile. Okay? Or thinking that he's Napoleon. Yeah. Or thinking global warming's real. Or thinking <laughs> that the Clinton scandal was just about sex. Or right. thinking that, that Ronald Reagan actually sold weapons to the Contras to funnel weapons to the Iranians. And or, the, or that the emails were only about yoga routines, the mother's funeral, or Chelsea's wedding. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's right. Anyway. No, but, but, but seriously, going back to the more you know, apt to, you know, analogies, if you were to say, I think I'm Jesus or I think I'm Napoleon, you'd rightfully, you know, people, people would pity you. This man is nuts. Okay. But if you think you're a woman when you're really a man, then you deserve, you're totally normal. Never and mind that these do people. Anything you want right. on, as a coach. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly right. And, uh, and, you can, and you can affect other people's lives and they have to accept you. I mean, and, and it's very bizarre. You, you have this. What's that worldwide wrestling federation? It's like the more aggressive kind. I forget what they call it. Um, but this one man who, uh, you know, trans, transgendered to become a woman, uh, or maybe still had a penis for all I know. I don't know if he had a sexual operation. It doesn't matter. He still had the build and power of a man. And he takes on this one opponent, who's a woman, of course, and it pulverizes her, almost kills her. She goes to the hospital like, these, 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 the brain damage that she suffered was far more extensive than anything any other woman would have given her, right? She just didn't have the power. And, and this was okay. Yeah, no, not okay. They're celebrating it. They're celebrating they say, this is a great accomplishment. This is, it, there was Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier in 1947, and now this. That was nothing. <laughs> right. Now this is the real thing. No, or, or, or men are, you know, now claiming to be women. They're, they're suddenly racing in these 100-meter dashes and otherwise, and they're just blowing away the times of the women. Yeah. And then they, they, they get first prize. Yeah, the Texas high school wrestling champion. Yeah. It's a boy. Yeah. It's a boy. Or, no, in that case, it's actually a girl taking performance-enhancing drugs right. to be a boy. Those are the kind of drugs they drug test you as an athlete. They kick you out of the league. Oh, good point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah I, I posted on Twitter. I said, where's the asterisk? Right. Why are you complaining about Barry Bonds? Right. Actually, just to be totally official here, I never complained about Barry Bonds. Baseball is entertainment. I don't care what you do to knock the ball over the fence. Great. Okay? Right. I'm not doing it. I'm just watching you. Make the game not boring. I'm happy. Okay? Right. But all these people had their panties in a snit. Now, these same people are celebrating this Texas wrestling champion. Right. And they think this is enlightenment and this is the new frontier and how great this is when the person is just doping. Right. That's all he is. You're so right. Oh, God, you're so right. Anyway, this is, it's, a, it's a terrifying new world if you don't understand that the number one thing uh, that the, the number one most important distinction, other than the distinction between good and evil, is the distinction between male and female. There is a reason why nature, if you want, I believe God, 
separated us into male and female. There is a reason. And I want you as homework tonight to figure out why it is so. Why didn't he make us simply able, if he just wanted us to reproduce, right? Why didn't he make us simply able to, let's say, uh, pick a little uh, a bit of a flint off of our, uh, of our skin and plant it in the ground, let's say, and then up would pop a new plant that looked like a human being and boom, suddenly you have your human being. It's cloning, but nevertheless, that would, that, why not just do that? Why does it have to be a male and a female? Why can't it be just male and male having a baby? In fact, just, why not just have one unisex uh, animal called a human and two humans could always mate. It, there wouldn't even be homosexuality because everyone would be the same anyway. Everyone would be effectively homosexual and allow them to somehow have the, the ability to reproduce, both to, to donate sperm and, and the other one to receive, uh, to have a, an egg. Everyone has that. Everyone is literally bisexual, uh, both in identification and what they do. So sometimes they'll be pregnant, sometimes they'll impregnate somebody else. Why not have that system? Yeah, well, if I go back to the Barack Literary Show archive, I go to an episode called Static Thinking. Right. And the reason is, and there's another uh, episode, the conversations we actually should be having rather than ones we're stuck having. And the answer is obvious. If you bake a world like that, you have a world in which forward progress is no longer necessary. We don't need to have to figure out how to get along with those of us who are different there, from any there you others. Go. There you go. That's right. Which the friction of society that makes things happen by necessity then doesn't happen. All right, you're doing and, the, you're, uh, you're no. doing homework for the for the people out there. Uh, I don't want I, look. You're getting there. Well, and I, I was going to answer with one other thing, and then we don't need different bathrooms requiring privacy. There you go. Yeah, everything is unisex. Yeah, everything. Uh, and it's putting aside that the spice of life is would be totally missing, right? But in any event, think about why do we even have male and female in the first place? Why? And it's not just the difference in sexual organs, okay? That's not just the functionality. Something else is going on. And ask yourself, why would you race toward a world where there's a blurring of those lines? Aren't we, in fact, encouraging a world where donuts meet mustard? <laughs> we do not want that, right? That's the last thing we want. <laughs> nice conclusion. Right. Ouch. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you next week.